Hey guys, this is Trish, and this is Try Your Best, the podcast all about improving your life just by trying your best. Thank you um, to those of you who listened to the last episode, um, the Halloween 2022 episode. I love doing the Halloween episodes just because they're so fun and different, and uh, I get to talk about my favorite holiday and um, just silly things and fun things and it's light and just nice to focus on just like Halloween um so I really didn't end up doing anything I had planned on doing for Halloween I actually ended up doing the most important thing I could do I went to Target um no I did go to Target but I also went and I voted I Went to an early voting location in Atlanta. I went to the High Museum. We've got tons of early voting locations, which is awesome and so accessible. Um, So that was great. There was plenty of people there voting. So that made me pretty hopeful. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out on November 8th in the U.S., it's voting day. So if you haven't, I hope you go vote. Um, If you have awesome props to you voting is our way to choose what we want the future to be and elect officials that we believe in, that we trust, and who will make the right choices for us. Um, And we can also vote on laws and certain things that will help our society and might hurt our society. So that's why it's good to pay attention to the ballots and read up on everything that's going on because sometimes these little amendments and things are written like oddly worded and, you know, You just have to pay attention. Of course, in the future, once the elections are over, you can always speak your mind and contact your representatives and local officials and write, write, write to anyone you can about your thoughts on certain um, political things. You can write to them about what's going on in your city. You can write to them about global things like what's happening in Iran, um, for example, um, or anything, really. I mean, it doesn't stop at just voting. There's so much more you can do. These people work for us. And sometimes it's easy to forget because we seem so small or we seem like no one's listening to us, but it seems like there's a lot of momentum going on and, of course, a lot of um, flurry around elections. So, you know, speak your mind all the time when you can. Um, that's coming from me and I'm an Aries and I like to speak my mind all the time and that's probably why I have a podcast so I hope you voted if you haven't and it's Tuesday run and vote and yeah just try your best so when I talked about scary movies I forgot to mention that Pete and I watched the original Godzilla from the 1950s it was really good It was kind of crazy the way they did some of the effects and you could tell what was um, model based and what was, you know, like maybe a puppet or something else or like a real set. Um, So cool and way ahead of its time. It was so fantastic. The actors, expressions and everything, even though, you know, we had to read the subtitles. It was so fantastic. I recommend it to anyone. I have seen the newer Godzilla the one that came out um, in 2014 with Aaron Taylor Johnson and 
Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I know there's tons of them. There's been more since then and more before then. But um, it, that one was pretty cool. And I really enjoyed that one. I like the kaiju movies um, a lot. Well, the ones I've seen, I do like them. Um, the kaiju are basically these monsters. And the term just basically references giant monsters like Godzilla or other monsters. And it's a whole genre of Japanese films. I watched um, the kaiju films Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim um, 1 and 2. And I liked those a lot. Um, I did hear that the second one was supposed to be a little bit different. And it could have. But, I mean, it was fine. I do hope they make more one day. But we'll see. And since I recorded the Halloween episode, I did watch another werewolf movie um, that was pretty cool. And I thought you guys would like. It was The Wolf of Snow Hollow. And it's kind of a dark comedy. And the main like protagonist in it, he's, he's fantastic. He's a cop and he flies off the handle. And they're trying to figure out, like, who this killer is, who this wolf person thing is. Uh, but it's pretty fantastic movie. I think you can watch it on Prime, possibly. But um, it's good. It's uh, a good, solid werewolf movie. So now that I've talked about werewolves and monsters, and that's just the election process, I want to get down to what is important. And that is um, being thankful, being happy, and being grateful. We are in the month of November. It's the end of the year. Um, this month in the U.S. we have Thanksgiving, but it is also Native American Heritage Month. And I noticed Prime was celebrating Indigenous Peoples Month. And I feel like that's very important and impactful that we recognize that Indigenous people created the lands that we live in and they called this place home way before anyone else did. Um, and they're everywhere, you know? It's not just Indigenous people or Natives in the U.S. There are Natives to Canada. There are Natives to New Zealand, Australia, everywhere that hasn't been conquered 50 million times. Um, and also in those places, the people that have lived there the longest, you know? So we need to respect and appreciate and learn about these cultures that have existed way before our time. Simple ways of respect is just respecting language, cultural appropriation. There are tons of creators on Instagram that either educate or sell authentic um, brands and goods that aren't mass-produced to look like native goods or um, they'll explain things. I have told people many times and I've even seen it in a old, very old um, communication guide from a company I used to work for that you don't say certain things like powwow. A powwow is a native ceremony and could be a celebration of some things but when um, a corporate environment calls a meeting or a check-in a powwow that's disrespectful. That's not the way you use that term. I know some people might think you're being too sensitive when you use 
terms like that, but it's not theirs to use, so don't use it. There are tons of examples like that, but I would say, you know, if you see something like wearing a cool Native American costume, maybe don't. And we know that by now. If you're listening to this, you won't, wouldn't do that. Just be wary of culturally appropriating certain things. And if you see something mass marketed, like years ago, like there were Navajo print, um, cardigans and things. And I even, you know, I even had some, you know, just see if you can get something that's more authentic, vintage for sure. You're going to look so much better in that vintage item than in your, you know, mass produced item. But, um, you can also find makers online. I follow all kinds of makers on Instagram and I follow a special one called only child handicrafts. That's, um, handy H A N D I. Um, but this person makes these amazing beaded jewelry mostly earrings but earrings necklaces all kinds of stuff that are custom and gorgeous and beautiful using this long-held tradition of beading and most of the stuff is is for you know personal use not it's non-ceremonial um but they're just fantastic i will say i do not have the pieces why because they're done in drops and if I like something I'll see it on the website and then I'll go and it's gone but one day I do hope to have at least a pair of these awesome earrings or something um, but once you get like a piece you'll have it forever and you're supporting an indigenous crafter and you're also supporting the culture and sharing it and when you wear it you know you can talk about it but there's tons of other makers out there that you can support and find. This is just one that I always follow and I'm just so enamored with their designs and I really just am jealous and I want a piece. Um, right now, there's actually tons and tons, I would say more, tons more because there's not like enough of indigenous and native content. There are TV shows centered around Native Americans and indigenous people, like the show Rutherford Falls. Unfortunately, it got canceled after two seasons, but the fact that it made it to two seasons is humongous. It had, um, I'm going to butcher her name, Jana Schmiding as um, one of the lead actors, and she's a native comedian and actor, and she was working with Ad Helms as the other lead in the show and in the show she's fighting the good fight it's a good fun comedy if you like things like The Office and Parks and Rec um, I highly recommend it there's a new show called Reservation Dogs it's critically acclaimed it's supposed to be really good I need to watch it it's fantastic one of my favorite current shows right now that features um, Native American cast members and um, storylines is Resident Alien and it's about a alien um, in Colorado and it's just ridiculous and hilarious. Alan Tudyk plays the alien um, and he kind of looks alien himself but um, 
that's not part of the story. Um, Asta, played by Sarah Tomko, is the female lead, and she herself is part native. And um, I like the show because it's set in beautiful Colorado, but also it has the small town storyline, it has the native storylines, and it's really interesting and um, it's pretty cool. You can watch it on Peacock. Uh, I believe it airs on Sci-Fi and it's going to have a new season soon, so there's tons of episodes. It's already had three seasons. And you know, I love my books, my favorite horror writer and Blackfoot native himself, Stephen Graham Jones. Just love him. Uh, But I found another book about Indigenous people that was amazing. It's called Exiles, and it's by Christina Baker Klein, and that's Klein with a K, and it's spelled K-L-I-N-E. And it's basically about the history of Australia and how the British made it kind of a penal colony for prisoners. So they'd send people that stole or murdered or, you know, did anything bad. They just sent them to Australia and they kind of conquered the land. They took over the land from the people. They tried to you know, reform the the indigenous people to do things their way. Of course, that didn't work out because when you try to change someone's lifestyle with a snap of your finger, it's not going to work. Um, and basically, the book is how they treat natives and then also how they treat prisoners and these people that they send across the world. And it follows the story of an indigenous girl and also these female prisoners. And part of it is a true story about Um, a female prisoner who comes from England and is sent to Australia and it's just it's rough but it's amazing it's very well written and you get into the minds of these people it's a very good story too it's very entertaining I wonder if they'll ever make it into a movie or something I hope they do it's a, a fantastic book but it got me thinking about you know the different indigenous people everywhere. Um, I have a soft spot for Australia, everything in the South Pacific because of my family. So it was really in- interesting to read this book um, and just learn. People like Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement have talked about Um, their Maori heritage because they're from New Zealand and how they were treated growing up just because they were Maori and not white. Um, And it's so wild to think about that, that like these people were treated poorly just because they were natives in their own native land. It's just, it's so terrible and frustrating, but it's good that we, have these people as role models to see and you know get their stories and learn more about them like who knew like you'd never know that you know Taika Waititi had a bad day in his life I mean what a joyous person Taika actually produced and directed 
the movie Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, it is about a young Maori boy um, in New Zealand, and he's an orphan, and he gets fostered, and it's just a story about him and this new family and these people around him, and it is just wonderful. It's a coming-of-age movie, kind of, um, but it's beautiful and touching, and of course, it's in New Zealand. It's fantastic. It's kind of a comedy, and... If you want just a little dose of Maori culture and just boyhood and fun, um, I highly recommend it. It's so good. And Taika, he just does a great job. But um, the kid in it is adorable. Sam Neill is in it. Sam Neill was born in Northern Ireland, but his family moved to New Zealand and he's lived there forever. So he's basically New Zealandish, if that's what you call it. He's a Kiwi. So yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People, I would say it's family friendly, watch it, it's fantastic, it'll give you all the feels, yes, um, so watch it if you want to learn about other indigenous people, I did see The Whale Rider on Prime under the Indigenous People's Month category, I have not seen it, I think I... Uh, when it came out I was a bit younger and I thought it would make me really sad so maybe I will try it now um, it's supposed to be a beautiful movie and it is also about a Maori girl um, so that's a good one too I might have talked about it in a previous episode but um, the film Wind River is about missing and murdered native women and these two people who come together to investigate the murder of a native woman. The leads are Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen, another Elizabeth Olsen movie, but she's really great and she's really great on this. She plays a detective who just will not stop and um, wants to seek out the truth. There is a whole native cast and of course, um, more culture in this movie than in some others, but it's a good one. It's a little deep and a little tough. Um, trigger warnings for violence and more, so it's not totally family friendly, um, but I would watch it and I would um, learn more about this topic. It is a really well done film. And to marry last, the last episode and this one, there is a fantastic brand spanking new movie this year that features um, natives and a little bit of horror and scariness. It's the movie Prey, P-R-E-Y. You can watch it on Hulu. It is basically the origin story of Predator like the predator i haven't seen the predator movies or the original since maybe since like my cousins watched it and i wasn't supposed to and i saw a bit of it and it scared the crap out of me but um hadn't seen those heard that this movie was phenomenal and i watched it and it absolutely was the lead actress she's fantastic her name is amber midthunder and she's gonna be amazing she's uh kind of an it girl right now um 
There's also a dog in it that they found that was kind of um, a breed that is a native breed that would have been in um, kind of the upper south, midwest-ish during that time. And the dog is from a Fulton County shelter from Atlanta. So that beautiful dog did such a great job being a native actor herself. Um, you know, trying to show up Amber Mid Thunder, but she couldn't because Amber's fantastic. And uh, Amber showed up the Predator. So you have to watch the movie. It's uh, just fantastic. It should have been in theaters, but I can see why they didn't put it in theaters. I mean, I probably would have gone after seeing a little bit um, of the buzz about it. I might not have gone if someone said, hey, there's a new Predator movie. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have gone. Um, Amber does remind me of my nieces. She is beautiful and adorable and feisty and she's just a badass. And Prey is so well done. You just have to watch it. I'm going to stop talking about it now. Um, speaking of young badasses, the show on Amazon Prime, The Wilds, has two Native American actresses and characters that they play in the show. And they're with the small group of girls that are on the island. Um, you can see a lot of them in season one. You can see a lot of them in season two. And there should be in season three coming out soon. But it's fantastic to see representation out there and seeing diversity in general, but also seeing, you know, people that, I mean, honestly, t taken advantage of for years and years, being represented in popular mainstream TV shows, and especially by new media and these streaming platforms that get a lot of eyes, whether it's critical acclaim, viewership, or people trying to compete with them. So it's really cool. So, of course, I'm not an expert on all things and definitely not on the indigenous um, communities in the world and Native Americans. But I did find some super helpful articles on how you can support indigenous American communities as Thanksgiving and Native Americans. Um, there's one awesome one from the Thrill List. I'll let you find it um, yourselves. There was one, It's from last year. And it was written by Kyler Alvord, A-L-V-O-R-D, and Ophelia Garcia Lawler, L-A-W-L-E-R. But basically, you can just um, look up how to support indigenous people or how to support Native Americans. Um, this list is pretty awesome. But one thing that I think that you guys would like that I can tell you about from this list is specific businesses to support. There is Beyond Buckskin Boutique, and it's online. It has modern and traditional apparel, jewelry, moccasins, and blankets, just a ton of stuff. So you can probably pick up some awesome holiday gifts there. Tribe to Table, which has a brick-and-mortar store in Montrose, California, and also an online store. And it has a market with 60s Tribe partnerships across North America. They sell native foods, pet food, home goods, apparel, and pet supplies. B 
Beam Paints, and that's online, and it's um, named after the founder's family, and they spread indigenous art traditions through the collection of naturally sourced and handmade paints they have, and everything is non-toxic, and the packaging is plastic-free, which is refreshing. There is also B.Yellowtail, and that has wearable art, clothing, accessories, jewelry, all kinds of stuff. There's Urban Native Era, and that's a youth collective aimed at bringing indigenous news to light through its products. The online shop has branded clothing, posters, stickers, pins, patches, and shoelaces which are always handy. There's Thunder Island Coffee Roasters. Love that name. They're online and they have a store in Southampton, New York. So if you've got a coffee lover in your life and you want to support natives, this is one shop that you can support. Thunder Island Coffee Roasters. And the last business on this list from Threadlist is Gathering Tribes. They used to have a shop but now it's just online and it has tons of handmade crafts. So check those businesses out and seek out some for yourself. Check out this article on Thrillist. Again, it's called Here's How You Can Support the Indigenous American Community This Thanksgiving. And I'm sure there'll be a new article this year with um, similar tips and probably even more shops that you can support. There um, is another article I found that was super awesome, and it's called Honor with Action, 10 Ways to Be an Ally to Indigenous Peoples. And this is from last year. It's from Greenpeace, and it's written by Katie Meyer. Her last name is spelled M-Y-E-R, and Caitlin Grable, G-R-A-B-L-E. And it was published on October 8th of 2021. On Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm not going to read you the full article. I'm just going to read the tip headlines. So you get a sense of what the article is about. And you can revisit it. Or you can just get some ideas of how you can be an ally. Number one is learn about the people native to where you live and visit. And that's super important. Because sometimes like we don't even know what's going on around us like where I grew up in Savannah I definitely know that there was tons of civil war activity there in Monterey there's all kinds of stuff I know that Robert Louis Stevenson lived there I know that there are pirates and Spanish but what about the indigenous people what else so it helps to learn Um, some places have museums and more museums are dedicated to learning about the indigenous people and not just the discoverers for lack of better terms and also about um, the slave population that built the communities there's more of that education coming into these museums so that's pretty awesome and fantastic to see it's just taken way too long. So find out about your local community and the native lands and people around you. Number two is something I mentioned earlier. It is remove harmful stereotypes and indigenous erasure language from your lexicon. It says powwow is not a word to substitute for meetings. 
Spirit animal is not your term to use. If you are not indigenous, you are not a native Chicagoan. You are a Chicago local or born and raised Chicagoan. I never thought about that. Like saying native. Wow. Hmm. So there's so many things, you know, there's more and there's, you know, context, but sometimes you don't need the context. If it's not your word or your term, just don't say it because it comes from something from someone else's culture. If you don't want someone saying something about your culture, don't say something about their culture and don't offend people. That's all it is. Just don't offend people. Number three, educate yourself about the structural discrimination towards an intentional elimination of native tribes. It's insane. Like if you listen to or read the book Mediocre by Igeoma Aluo, she talks a little bit about this and it's just wild how much we don't know about the erasing of a whole people's existence just because of certain people's whims or certain people's belief that they were better and had a right to some land and resources that never belonged to them ever. Oh, it's nuts. Um, five, think twice before claiming native ancestry. We've seen this a lot. We've seen this with politicians. We've seen this with Native Americans. We've seen this just a lot. I mean, some people say, I'm Cherokee. I'm Seminole. I'm what have you. Sure, great. Your grandma was a Native. You know that for sure. Awesome. But to claim it and not know it totally, it's kind of a bummer. It's just basically like, taking the spotlight or stealing the identity of someone else who is that actual tribe or person. Number six is diversify your sources of education and entertainment. Like who knew I'd be talking about indigenous and native American people, but I am. So I hope I've given you some helpful content. I've given you some entertainment I've told you about some shops and different things, but seek out tons more when you can because it's important. And if we want to be good people, we have to be good people for our whole society and not make the mistakes of previous generations. Number seven is respect the hard-earned knowledge and wisdom of indigenous tribes. They have a long history of a symbiotic, respectful relationship with the land. That is profound and exactly true. I mean, look at us. We're not really treating the land well at all. Number eight, follow and share content from indigenous leaders. So I don't follow enough um, I try to get enough viewpoints of different people on my social feeds. I also talk to people that don't have my views and I try to interact with them. I would rather know where they are coming from and let them know where I'm coming from than to just let them speak in an echo chamber and me speak in an echo chamber. Um, so that, 
you know, we can learn from each other and I can maybe say, hey, maybe that's not correct. Or they can say, absolutely, it's correct. And you need to educate yourself. So I like different viewpoints, but I can definitely have many more indigenous leaders on my feed. Nine, demand an end to the use of native mascots. Native culture is not a costume. The Washington Commanders used to have a native mascot. And previously, their team has just been known for being owned by a racist owner, um, having a racist background, and just being icky. I don't like the team in general, but whatever. My point aside is they changed the mascot in my lifetime. So if they can change their mascot, who else can change their mascot? You know? We've got college sports teams with native mascots. We've got an MLB team with a native mascot. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to have all these different teams with like animal mascots and regional mascots and then have a native one. Why? If one team can have an animal one and those animals didn't originate there, maybe just replace the native mascot because Unless it's a whole team of that native tribe, you shouldn't be using that mascot. Number 10 is support the call for indigenous sovereignty and land back. Restoring stolen lands to indigenous peoples will truly upend the power of greedy polluters and ensure climate justice for all. This is kind of a radical idea, but... Hey, giving land back to the people that it belongs to makes a lot of sense. Um, This country has been based on um, the pursuit of prosperity and property. And it's just been like a rat race trying to get rich, get land, crush other people. And I think we're finally coming to a place where there is some understanding of injustice and we can help in little ways, just like these lists. Um, you know, of course we can't give everything back and the people that we owe things and land to are gone. Uh, many of them, but we can help and do as much as we can. It makes total sense. Um, so yeah, so look up the Thrillist article, look up the Greenpeace article, look up other things, look at your local resources and see what is available to you. Of course, there's tons of content and, you know, if you just want to dip your toe in and just learn about people, of course, you can watch these movies, you can watch shows and then dive deeper because it is hard. You don't want to overload yourself with some of the negative and sad stories of the history of this country, but you can help. One TV show that I forgot to mention that does have a group of natives in um, the show is Letterkenny. 
and it is filmed in Canada. And so their natives are native Canadians. Um, the history of natives in Canada, who are also referred to as First Nations people, is similar to the history of natives in the U.S. Um, but there are some unique stories. Of, of course, every tribe is unique and what happened um, and what is happening to every tribe is unique. But um, all of it is interesting. There are stories that came out within the last couple of years. So if you aren't aware, you can get a lot of new information about things that happened in the past because of things that have come to light. A lot of that stuff is a huge bummer. And I don't want to touch on specific sad stories in just a moment, just a podcast, when you can do your own research and learn about these stories. And I also want to empower us and uplift us to be able to help indigenous populations and support our native communities and just do good and be better. Um, Thanksgiving is around the corner. Of course, Thanksgiving is um, a hot button. Was Thanksgiving real? We really just took food from the Indians and made them very sad. So you can do that. You can go to your parents' house, take them, take their food and make them sad. Or you can have a nice time with your family and enjoy the wonderful time you have and have a nice time with your community. Use that time to volunteer, support, build community, foster a tradition of being together and being kind to one another. My family loves Thanksgiving. We've had Thanksgiving forever. Um, one time at work, someone asked me, someone that I didn't know very well, they said, Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, do you celebrate Thanksgiving? And I said, yes, why wouldn't I? And the person looked at me, and I think it was because I look non-white. They wondered if I celebrated Thanksgiving, which is kind of odd. I do know vegetarians don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but... Um, I'm not a vegetarian. Um, so that was kind of odd. And some people are just weird. They don't realize that, you know, we all like togetherness. We're similar. Just because the natives look different to early American settlers slash stealers, you know, they were treated very badly. So because I look different, it was surmised that I didn't celebrate a national holiday where you eat awesome turkey and other good food. So, you know, that person was just a bit of a dummy. But my family loves Thanksgiving. Some families don't. Some families don't really do anything. Other people have made their own tra traditions and they do Friendsgiving. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever been to a Friendsgiving. I think I might like it. But I really like my family's Thanksgiving, and it's a nice time. My family loves it. We have this one kind of turkey that we get that we make. We have the certain foods that we have we bring. There's been a few times where I tried to bring tofurkey, but sometimes it just takes so long to heat, and 
I don't know if it's cooked or not, but it is delicious. The gravy that comes with tofurkey, fantastic. Oh, and if you want a different kind of turkey, you can buy a whole turkey from Popeye's. I would call ahead to certain stores or go in the stores. I've seen a woman on um, Instagram just order from the window and get a whole turkey, but you can order it online and you can get a Cajun turkey for your Thanksgiving from Popeye's. Okay, now that I'm done with all the turkey talk, I hope I've given you some information and inspiration on how to be an awesome ally and support Native Americans and indigenous people everywhere. And just learn more and try your best. As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Try Your Best Podcast. And you can email at tryyourbestpod at gmail.com. Take care and try your best. Hey, Gibby, say bye. Bye.